Welcome church. Hello friends. Thank you for joining in tonight's life class. It's time for God's word. Last last Wednesday was lit and now I'm looking forward to what God has to say today. Um, Are you ready? Let's go to God's word. I'm reading from the book of Luke chapter 21 verse 7 to 9. And the disciples asked him saying, teacher, when will these things be and what sign shall will there be when these things are about to take place? And he said, take heed that you not be deceived for many will come in my name saying I am he and the time has drawn near. Therefore do not go after them. But when you hear of wars and commotions, do not be terrified for these things must come to pass, but the end will not come immediately. The end will not come immediately. The disciples asked for signs of the end times and Jesus obliged them and started to give them some of the signs, but said, even when you see these things happen, the end is not yet. The end is not yet. Last week, we called on the sons of Issachar, spiritual modern day sons of Issachar to arise for uh, the understanding of the times and seasons, hallelujah. We must rightly decode our times and our seasons. That's the series today. The subject of my meditation tonight is signs of the time or time of the signs. It's gonna be lit. Let's pray. Mighty Father, I ask that you help me Even as I speak, even as I teach, help me to rightly divide your word. Help me to do no injustice to the truth. Help the hearers, whether they're watching live or watching later, to have their hearts open to receive the truth of your word. Thank you, Lord. As revelation flows freely, unhindered by any demonic force or power. Thank you, Lord for open hearts to receive. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Well, today is going to be fully Bible study mode. So I hope you have your Bible at the hand. Uh, We're gonna read scriptures and we're gonna divide those scriptures. In a short span of time, it's gonna bless you. Um, it's going to be a great, great question and we'll probably be able to answer the question as to whether this is the last days or not, which, whether these are the end times or not. Um, last week, we underscored why it is important for us to understand the times and the seasons that we live in, that it is your understanding of the times and the seasons that determines what you should do and what you will do in those times. We need to be preoccupied with the question, what time is it? What time is it? Because your right answer to that question determines what you should do or what you shouldn't do. But before I go ahead to start to deal with some of the signs of the time or the time of the signs, hallelujah, I need to quickly let you know some of the things I'm not going to cover in this teaching. I'm not going to be dealing with the timing of the rapture, whether it is pre-tribulation, mid-tribulation, or post-tribulation. I'm not going to deal with the arguments of uh, pre, mid, or post-tribulation positions. Uh, I'm not going to be dealing with the mark of the beast or even a deep interpretation of uh, the book of Revelations 
all right so if you have expectations that i will try to answer those questions that's for another day that's not for today all right but stay with me you're still going to be blessed now in the book of first thessalonians chapter 5 it says from verse 1 to 10 i told you we're going to read it says but concerning the times and the seasons brethren you have no need that i should write to you for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the lord so cometh as a thief in the night for when they say peace and safety then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman all right now a pregnant woman even though she doesn't know the day of her delivery she knows when it's around the corner right and they shall not escape but you brethren are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief you are all sons of light and sons of the day and we are not of the night nor of darkness therefore let us not sleep as others do but let us watch and be sober for those who sleep and uh, sleep at night and those who get drunk are drunk at night but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and a helmet of the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us unto wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. You see, even the reading of this scripture should just be a blessing to you, just reading them and thinking about what they mean. But one of the things that he's saying there, initially it says that the, the, the day of the Lord, the return of the Lord, will be as a thief in the night, it will be sudden, it will be unexpected for most people. But it, it, it immediately balances it out and starts to say, that, but for the true believers who are sons of light and sons of the day, it shouldn't take you by surprise. We should not be surprised as regards the end times because he has written and given us enough ample signs by which we should be able to know the days that we are living in. Now, Jesus himself said in the book of Matthew chapter 24 and verse 36, but of the day and hour no one knows not even the angels of heaven but my father only okay so he's saying that the specific day and hour of the rapture of the return of the lord or whatever no one knows that save the father in heaven and everybody that has um, spent time trying to pinpoint a particular day or a particular hour has always failed so that's an exercise in futility so we, we should not be preoccupied with finding the actual day date or hour in which the lord is going to return or in which the rapture will take place we rather should be be preoccupied with being aware of the season in which we live is that clear so we should be aware of the season and that's why I, I highlighted that even though a pregnant woman might not be able to tell you that this is the day I'm going to go into labor and this is the day that I'm going to deliver, even we as doctors will say your EDD is so-so date, EDD est estimated date of delivery, yeah, plus or minus two weeks. We can't tell you the exact date. The truth be told, we have an idea 
We have a, a, the, the, we know the season in which the delivery is meant to take place. So we can be aware of the season of the end times, of the season of the last days. Amen and amen. So we're going to read a portion of scripture again, another portion of scripture where Jesus starts to talk about the last days. Matthew chapter 24, I'm reading from verse 3 to verse 14. Um, Open it up if you can and let's read um, together. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? Jesus had already told them that the temple will be destroyed. And what will be the sign of your coming and at the end of, and the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of war. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, will hate one another. Then many false prophets will arise and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold, will wax cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Hallelujah. Woo! This is heavy. But when you look at this scripture, are not all the things listed in this scripture already happening before our very eyes? I dare say yes, yes. Many are already saying they are the Christ, but they are deceivers. Already we are seeing this. It said that there will be wars and rumors of war. Is not this the reality of the days that we are living in? Wars all over the world, unrest, commotion happening all over the place. These are the days that we are living in. All these things, now listen to what it said also. It said, it said that all these things must come to pass. It said, see that you're not troubled. You know, I wanted to speak to believers. You know, a lot of believers, they, they, they watch the news. They see what's happening in the world. They see the commotion. They hear of the death. They hear of the mayhem and they become troubled. But Jesus said here, see that you are not troubled. Don't be troubled when you are hearing these things, for these things must come to pass. They must come to pass. You know, sometimes when people are discussing the end times and the things that are happening, it it seems as if we are working so hard for these things not to happen. And I don't understand why we would do that. I'm not saying you should aid and abet them happening. But what I'm saying is that the, the Bible said these things will happen. 
do not do not be troubled this was predicted this was prophesied all these things must come to pass nation against nation kingdom against kingdom are we not seeing this famines pestilences the, the, the amount of famines and pestilences arising today are crazy. We see it all. We hear it on the news. The Bible said this would happen. Even this, the current pandemic that we're, we're coming out of, is this not part of what the scriptures had, had said? You know, when the pandemic hit, some people came and said, oh, but a lot of pastors didn't say that this was going to happen. The pastors didn't need to come and say that this was going to happen. The Bible had already told us that there were going to be famines, there were going to be pestilences, there were going to be all these kind of things in the last days. Then it says, and earthquakes. We've been hearing of earthquakes and so much devastation. Then it goes, gets a little bit personal to the believer and he starts to say that, look, we are going to be hated of all nations. And I don't know about you, but have you, have you not seen the rising um, hatred and antagonism towards the true Christian faith? How the world is rising to try to paint Christianity as being so uh, negative and so obsolete, meant for the dinosaurs and not for progressive modern day thinking. Uh, and this type of uh, thinking or, or, or hatred is across all nations. Then it says that many will be offended. Is, are we not seeing this happen around us where we're seeing so much offense? Even the persecution or the hatred of nations uh, towards Christians is causing Christians to be offended. Offense. Many will be offended. Then there will be betrayal. There will be hatred even amongst the believers. And I prophesied this, uh, in fact, I prophesied it a number of times that the divisions we see run deep and we're still going to see more of it. And have we not seen it through this year? Earlier in the year, I pro prophesied that there will be greater divisions even in the church. And we've seen it. Fault lines becoming marked even right now. False prophet prophets arising. It talks about lawlessness. Because nobody, the world no longer wants to adhere to a, a central truth. They now talk about my truth and your truth. There's no objective central truth. And this leads to lawlessness. Yeah? And then it talks about the love of many will grow cold. How does that happen to the believer? So we are seeing it happen to believers you trust a brother or sister, you try to do something um, together and then it, it, it goes south, it goes bad uh, and it hurts you so bad that inadvertently it makes your love grow cold where you no longer are willing to do anything with any other believer, a sign of the end times. The love of many will, will wax cold. This is also talking about the loss of empathy. All this Jesus predicted many years. And all these, these things actually started to happen right from the days of the disciples and have continued to happen into these days and are being escalated. Now, this is why you can't just say, oh, this is, these things mean that the end is now. That's why I said the end is not yet. 
These are just telling you that you are within the season. You are within the timing of it. Then Paul was talking to Timothy in book book of 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 um, downwards. It says, now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. One of the marks, according to this scripture of the latter days, will be a return to legalism and empty religious practices where it would seem as if your salvation is to be earned by certain things you do or don't do rather than just by receiving it by faith in the grace of God. Paul went on to talking talking to Timothy in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 to 5 another list of of things that we will see in the last days he says but know this that in the last days perilous times will come for men will be lovers of themselves lovers of money boasters proud blasphemers disobedient to parents unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, and from such people turn away. These people are ever learning but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Let's break down this list and see this list. And as we go down the list, I want you to consider and look at, am I, are these things happening around us? Are we already seeing them? It says perilous times. What are perilous times? times these are times of stress, days full of danger and risk. Aren't we living there? So much risk all around us. Fraught with danger, treacherous, precarious, uncertain times, insecure times. Then it says they will be lovers of, of themselves. This is a day and age in which self-love is being promoted. And even we use scripture to, to justify an overt self-love. For God said that we should love others as we love ourselves. So you've got to love yourself. Yes, I'm not against self-love. But when it goes to an extreme where that is the whole, the highest aspiration, that is the motivation and drive for your, your life. It's all about what I want. It's all about self-love. Something is wrong. It talks about lovers of money. Where money becomes the total denominator of your life. That is it. Where you would do anything for loving for for the love of money for the scripture says that the love of money is the root of all evil it's not money that's the root of all evil it's the love of money that's the root of all evil we are not able to let go of money for the cause of the kingdom because you are in love with it he says people will be boasting and prideful aren't we seeing this People will be blasphemers, things that you, you never thought people would be bold enough to say in public are now being, being plastered all over the place without any compunction, yeah? 
It says that disobedient to parents. Aren't we seeing that already? Where parents are losing their position of honor and respect. Where children are being taught that your parent doesn't have a say-so. You have a say-so. Even from young, young ages. We'll say they are not old enough to drink. But they are old enough at a tender age to make huge life-altering decisions. Something is wrong. There will be, the men will be unthankful. What's that talking about? That's talking about there will be strong senses of self-entitlement. Generations will arise who will feel they are entitled to everything without working for it. They don't know how to work. They don't know how to sacrifice. They don't know how to, to give. It's all about, I, I, I should just get it. Unholy. What does that mean? To be holy actually means to be separated. Separated from certain things and uh, separated unto another thing. So when he says that people will be unholy, he's talking about there will be no longer any separation. Everything will be just muddled together. No consecration. No sacrifice because of a higher good. Unloving. This is talking about no empathy. Unforgiving. That means people will get to a place where they are irreconcilable. They are not even willing to be entreated, to be brought back to the table, to bring people together. The men will be slanderers. What is a slanderer? Somebody that makes false and damaging statements about someone else. Without self-control. This is when men are ruled by their lust. Brutal. Savagely violent. Despisers of good. When people can no longer rejoice at another's success or gain, they are predisposed to always looking for flaws. They feel a need to always downplay somebody else's breakthrough. Despisers of good. There will be traitors, betrayers, backstabbers, double-crossers, headstrong. That means stubborn. Even when the, 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 the arguments are on the table clearly superior to the stance a person is taking, the person still insists dogmatically, nah, I'm going to do it my way. They'll be haughty, arrogantly superior and disdainful. They'll be condescending, looking down on others. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And the last characteristic of people in the last day that really concerns me says that they will have a form of godliness, but they will deny the power thereof from such people turn away. Who all they have is religion, a form of godliness, but they, they never testify of the power of God. They deny the power thereof. They, they relegate the scriptures and the promises of scripture to the gone by old days and say it is no longer relevant today. That devil is a liar. The power of God is still real. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. And even right now, I pray for those of you that are watching that the power of God will move into your life situation and circumstance and it will cause yokes to be destroyed and burdens to be lifted. May there be a confirmation of God's word in your life with signs and wonders following in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Then he went on in 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 to 4 describing these times that we are living in. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and at his kingdom. Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort 
with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come, listen, the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Another characteristic of the last days from this scripture is that many will no longer endure sound doctrine. Endure, that means do the work, do the homework of digging into the word of God to find out whether what you are being told is the truth. They don't want to do the work. A generation that no longer wants to study the word of God from, for themselves, they only want to be spoon-fed constantly. They never want to do the work. They only want teachers that tell them the things that make them happy. They don't want the teachers that tell them the things that are uncomfortable. They don't want no teacher talking about the last days. <laughs> Hallelujah. The word of God says in the book of 1 John, I told you, scriptures today, 1 John chapter 2, verse 18 and 19. Little children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. So what's the scripture saying? It's telling you that one of the marks of the last days is Antichrist. As much as there is an Antichrist, a son of perdition, that will be unveiled later, later on in the last days, already it says there are already many Antichrists in our midst. Already many Antichrists that have come. What is an antichrist? Somebody that is against Christ. That's a simple definition. What does Christ mean? It means the power of God. It means the anointed one and his anointing. Antichrists are therefore those that are anti the power of God, anti the anointing of God, anti the truth of God's word. In fact, some people say that the era we are living in right now is a post-Christian era. Whew. Particularly in the Western world, that devil is a liar. Christ is be praised and glorified in the name of Jesus. It says that many of the antichrists will be people that were with us, but they have left us, and they left us because they were never really of us in the first place. You see, you can't really have a true encounter with Christ and leave it. Maybe you had an encounter with religion, but not really with Christ. So the, the falling away from the faith is a mark of the end times. And my heart is broken because we are even seeing people that were very prominent and maybe bestsellers for Christian books and well-known speakers saying that they, they are reconsidering their faith and stepping away from the faith. That devil is a liar. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 1 to 3, it tells us about the spirit of the Antichrist. The spirit of the Antichrist is already in operation in the world. Already in operation in the world. All of these, the, the, the signs I, I listed in Matthew chapter 24, the signs I lead, listed in, in, in Timothy and the various verses I've read in Timothy, all are the signs of the times that we're living in and therefore we can incontrovertibly say that we are in the end times, we are in the last days. But can we say when Jesus is going to come? Can we say when the rapture is going to happen? No, we cannot. And so the question will arise, what are we meant to do 
in these end times, in this last days. And that's what next week's class is going to be about. It's about how to navigate these times, how to navigate the times that we are living in. But as I close out tonight, let me leave Paul's admonition with you. In the book of 2 Timothy chapter 4, 4 and verse 5, he said to Timothy, But you, and this was in the wake of talking about all these end times, he now says, But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. That's my word to you today. Be watchful, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, and fulfill your ministry. Amen and amen. We will survive these times. We won't just survive, we will thrive to the glory of God. Yes, he will give us a hundredfold return. Along with it, persecutions. is the reality of the times that we are living in. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Don't you dare miss next week Wednesday. It's the com- com- completion of this series and it's going to be truly life-changing and a great, great blessing to you. Amen and amen. If you are out there and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is your opportunity. This is your time. Please repeat these words of prayer after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for the price that you paid for me. Today, I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth that you are my Lord and my Savior. Therefore, By faith, I am a new creation in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are indeed saved. And I am so, so happy to welcome you into the body of Christ. We want to help you to grow in the body of Christ. So please contact us on the details that are on the screen now or direct message us on any of our social media platforms or visit our website and follow the steps there or email us and we will get beside you to help you grow. One thing that's particularly important in the days that we live in today is you've got to be planted. We want to make sure that you are planted in the house of the Lord so that you will flourish in the courts of our God. Amen and amen. God bless you uh, real good. We can't close out the service without giving an opportunity for people to give unto the work of the Lord. I want to encourage you to give generously. So the details on how you can give are now being shown on the screen. Please choose the one that is most preferred by you. I want to encourage you to be generous in your seed sowing. For he that sows sparingly will reap sparingly. He that sows bountifully will reap bountifully. And as you fulfill the righteousness of supporting the work of God, of giving to the work of the God, doors open for you. Favor surrounds you. Inspiration and direction is yours to know what to do to prosper in the name of Jesus. I speak blessings over your business. I, I speak blessings over your endeavors. I speak, speak blessings over your effort in the name of Jesus. It is blessed. You are blessed when you go out. You are blessed when you're coming in. You are blessed in all your ways. In Jesus' mighty name, I have prayed. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for giving to the Lord. Don't miss Sunday service, it's going to be great. Invite everybody you know to join us. You can come in person for the Sunday service now. That's great. Hallelujah. 
or you can join us online on Facebook or YouTube. Looking forward to seeing you for the conclusion of this series next week, Wednesday, Navigating the Times. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. Amen. Let's close the, 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 the service with a word of prayer. Father, thank you for your word spoken and taught tonight. Cause it to bring forth much results in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Let's share the grace and fellowship. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with us now and forevermore. Amen. And surely God's goodness and God's mercies shall follow you all the days of your life. And you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen and amen. God bless you.